Welcome to the Money Answer Show with host Jordan Goodman. Whether you are starting out, deep into your retirement, or somewhere in between, the Money Answer Show has the know-how to help you. Now here's your host, Jordan Goodman. Welcome to the Money Answer Show. This is Jordan Goodman, your host. My guest this hour is Eric Geyer. He is president and founder of Pure Assurance, which is a company that helps people get the best deals in health and life insurance. Welcome to the Money Answer Show, Eric. Thank you. It's good to be here, Jordan. Just give us a brief history of your financial background and how you got to forming uh, Pure Assurance. Sure. So my um, my employee days, I spent about uh, 25 years in institutional equity sales on Wall Street, working in New York and Hong Kong. Um, I, I did have the entrepreneurial bug uh, creeping for a while, and I did want to make a difference on a more personal level. So uh, after uh, 25 years, um, I thought it was enough. Uh, moved from New York City to sunny Florida, and from down here, we help uh, small business owners and aspiring entrepreneurs, including freelancers and independent agents, secure affordable uh, insurance coverage that, um, that the ACA does not provide. So let's talk about the health insurance environment we're in now. Actually, there was just a case in the Supreme Court that looks like it was the last challenge to the, American, uh, the, the ACA, and therefore that's going to become permanent now. There's no more challenges left to it. Um, what difference has it made in the health insurance landscape to have uh, the Affordable Care Act? For people who can't afford insurance, it's been it's been really really good because the subsidies have been substantial. Uh, for the average person, uh, it's been a, uh, a year over year. Um, premium increases and and uh, more expensive deductibles, um, but not good for most. The good so news when, is, yeah, sorry. Go, yeah. When you have somebody looking for a health insurance policy, do you have them look elsewhere first or to the marketplace first? How, how should they pick where they're going to get the best health insurance for their situation? So we always do a comparison. We, we look at all um, all available uh, resources. Of course, the ACA is, is, is the most well-known, um, so we start there, and then we show other private non-ACA plans uh, and see how it stacks up, both not just in premium, but in coverage and, uh, and the deductible as well. The, see, the problem is what, what you're seeing in a lot of cases is, yeah, the premiums are coming down a little bit um, on the healthcare marketplace, but the deductibles are going up, uh, which means that if you're not meeting your deductible on an annual basis, you're effectively self-insuring right? Because you're not seeing any value out of the plan whatsoever. So you always, that's the baseline. Uh, the baseline is the ACA and then non-ACA private plans are, are the comparisons we do. So what has happened to deductibles? Just, just focusing on that for a moment. Where do they start and where are they these days with ACA and then outside of ACA? So you used to see deductibles in the $2,500 to $5,000 a year place. You're seeing them uh, $8,000, $9,000 now. And, and, and a big reason for that is pre-existing conditions. Pre-existing conditions are um, incredibly expensive to cover. Uh, and every, every insurance company who participates in the marketplace has to um, guarantee issue plans. So to protect themselves, 
they've brought deductibles up uh, to a point where they don't they don't take a uh, they don't take a complete bath. And you know these just just to kind of show you how it works is um, insuring a pre-existing condition is like allowing somebody to buy fire insurance when their house is on fire. Right. It just it's 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 very expensive. And um, you, you've already seen a lot of insurance companies just completely withdraw from from the marketplace. United Healthcare is one of them, for example, that it's just too expensive for them to to treat pre-existing conditions. So do you think that was the right thing to do uh, to put in because the people before either couldn't get coverage at all or it was wildly expensive. and They couldn't afford it. So the people who needed it most we're getting the least health insurance coverage. Is, is this a better way to go? Yeah, no. So what the what they're talking about doing right now, and this is probably what they should have done from the start, is to have a Medicare-like product for the under 65 group, where the government provides the backstop uh, on on all of the um, all the coverage, and then you can get supplemental plans and stuff like that. That's that's a lot more doable for insurance companies. But you know, just just to saddle them with the expense of coverage uh, is uh, you know it, it's it's a losing proposition. Yeah. So, uh, okay. I mean, they're talking today about expanding Medicare, bringing it down from age 65 to 60 or maybe even lower. Yeah. Uh, is, that a, is that a wise thing to do? Yeah. I think, I think they should have done that from the get-go. Um, it's, you know, the, the government has the resources to um, fill in the gaps where private enterprise um, can't or won't. Uh, and I think they're uniquely positioned to do that. Uh, and, you know, as I said, if they had done that from the start, I don't think the, um, the unaffordable care act as any insurance holder will tell you, uh, would have, uh, would have been as problematic as it is now for most. So some would say that's creeping towards, uh, Medicare for all kind of Bernie Sanders view, which is basically socialized medicine. And that's not what we want in the United States. Is that you you think if it, if they lowered the age, that would be the direction things would go? I, I don't think so. I, I, you know, I love my private insurance and even if they, they, you still have to pay for Medicare, right? You still have to pay a premium for Medicare. So if they brought it down to where people could afford it and, and get covered regardless of their, uh, regardless of their health status, then, um, you know, I, I don't see a problem with that also. And look, there's plenty of socialized programs in this country. It doesn't mean we're a socialized nation, but there's just some things that government uh, does better than the private sector or the private sector can't do, such as um, Medicare and Medicaid and welfare programs, Social Security, farm subsidies, stuff like that. You know, those are all social programs uh, that, um, you know, it, it wouldn't make sense for the private sector to, to carry out. What is the financial health of Medicare today? We often hear about Social Security going broke, but some people say Medicare actually has a bigger financial problem that's going to hit earlier. What is the state of Medicare these days? Yeah, I mean, it, it is like like a lot of other social programs in trouble, but it's not going to it's not going to go away. Uh, it's it's an absolute must have for, uh, you know, for anybody over the age of 65 and for a lot of people who are disabled under 65. So uh, it's not going to go anywhere. It might look different at some, uh, you know, at some case. And, and the, you know what? The other thing I like about Medicare under 65 is that the younger you are, 
are, the less healthcare you need. So, you know, it, it's kind of like having a, a mandate without having a mandate, right? The, the whole premise with Obamacare was have the younger people pay into a program they're not going to use, which will balance the older people needing more care. So when when President Trump did away with the uh, with the mandate in 2019, that that went away, and that was one of the uh, big reasons why um, you know policies became more expensive. Because they weren't getting the subsidy from younger people anymore. Right, they weren't getting premium from younger people anymore. They're you know you know how younger people are. I don't know if you have kids, but you know every they all think they're infallible. Nothing's going to happen to them. What do I need to pay two hundred bucks a month for health insurance? But you know that was that was an important driver in making the ACA work. And you know since twenty nineteen, you don't have to do that anymore. I mean California requires it, uh, but in the state you know just just as a state program, but you know on a federal level, it's it's gone. Does Medicare need to be financially approved? I mean, you have uh, the baby boomers now in their retirement years. You have fewer workers supporting it in various ways. Uh, so is Medicare on financial thin ice right now? Yeah, yeah, it, it is. But, you know, it's going to be bailed out. It's it's a necessary uh, it's a necessary program um, that, that the United States has. They can't go away. So regardless of what, Regardless of how dire the situation may be for Medicare, it's not going to go away. It's it's too important. They'll find the money somewhere else, and, that, and it'll that's be billions of dollars. That's probably hundreds yeah. of billions of dollars, right? Yeah, yeah. It's going to be a tax raise. Yep. Uh huh. Not not the, not Medicare, but a more general tax increase. You're saying. It's going to be, you're going to need a more general tax increase to pay for the increase in social programs um, taken on by the government uh, when, when you have all these baby boomers turning 65, like you just said. So one of the things that you offer is helping people compare ACA plans to non-ACA plans. What are some of the features of non-ACA plans that you find attractive to offer people that they couldn't get in an ACA plan? Not having to satisfy a deductible before you get care is one of them. Uh, that is huge. Where you can you can go see a doctor, you can see a specialist, you can you know have surgery uh, and not have to first uh, satisfy a deductible. That is an absolutely huge uh, motivation for people to go away from the ACA. You're seeing immediate benefit on a plan that doesn't require you to first meet a deductible before they'll offer you any services. And then how about uh, uh, telemedicine, using teledoc and things like that? Yeah, um, that I, I'm, I'm a believer of, of telemedicine. I use it a lot. I always, I always think it should be the first line of defense. They're board-certified doctors. They can prescribe medicine. They can send it to your favorite pharmacy, and you don't have to leave your living room. And they can diagnose you know, 90% of the day-to-day stuff. Obviously, if you have a life-threatening uh, event happening, you get, you get to the emergency room as quick as possible. But for most of the things you encounter, whether you ate a bad oyster and you have a stomach virus or something else is bothering you, a board-certified doctor in telemedicine should be your first uh, your first stop. And, and then, go ahead. I was just going to say, all these non-ACA private plans do offer telemedicine as a free service, um, free and unlimited to the you know to the entire household. 
And that's caught on. People are comfortable with that, particularly in the Zoom era, I guess. People are comfortable doing things online. Yeah, yeah. I, you know, if, if COVID has done anything positive for us, it's gotten people a lot more acclimated to, um, uh, to take things online and, and make things a lot more efficient. Very good. We're going to take a break. This is Jordan Goodman of the Money Answer Show. My guest this hour is Eric Geyer. He is the president and founder of Pure Assurance. Uh, which is a company helping people get the best deals in both health and life insurance. You can find out more at his website, which is puresurance.com. We'll be back after this. Nobody likes the guy who says, I told you so. The guy in 1991 who said to you, invest in the internet, it's going to be huge. Or the guy in 1997 who said, come on, this is going to be big. They call it social media. And the guy in 2009 who said, I'm telling you, man, crypto is real. Now, I'm not going to be that guy who says, I told you so. But I am telling you that there is a 21-year-old international company where you can become a global project partner, earning a passive income doing exactly what you're doing at this moment. No selling, no recruiting clients, no administering a business after hours. Visit www.mypassiveincome.life now. That's mypassiveincome.life. Don't let history repeat itself on this one. Earn a passive income. Now listen again. That's mypassiveincome.life. Have you had a chance to check out Voice America's online magazine and blog? If you love our hosts and shows, check out articles that give an even deeper perspective. Plus topics about health and fitness, movie reviews, philosophy, business tips and tactics, spirituality, positive thought, current events, and even more about your favorite host. It's just a click away at blog.voiceamerica.com. That's blog.voiceamerica.com. The Voice America Press Blog. All access, all the time. We're always talking business. Talk to an expert. Call now. Toll free. 866-472-5790. That's 866-472-5790. Voice America Business Network. You've been listening to The Money Answer Show with Jordan Goodman. If you have a question for Jordan or his guest, please call us now at 866-472-5790. That's 866-472-5790. Now back to Jordan. Welcome back to the Money Answer Show. This is Jordan Goodman, your host. My guest this hour is Eric Geyer. He's the president and founder of Pure Assurance, which is a company that helps people get the best deals in health and life insurance. You can find out more at his website, pureassurance.com. Welcome back to the show, Eric. Thank you. Great to be here. We were talking about health insurance and ways you can do better plans than um, the, the, what would be offered in the marketplace on ACA. There's some specific things you have on your website on Pure Assurance that uh, can give people good service. One of them, and just to talk about them briefly, one of them is called Direct Labs. What does that do? It's a um, it's like Quest Diagnostics and LabCorp. It's a um, it's a blood taking um, lab service. Okay, and, and I mean, you, you still have to go and you don't mail your blood in, right? You probably still have to go. <laughs> yeah, unless, I don't know, you know, maybe maybe Elizabeth, uh, what's her name, out in California, Elizabeth Holmes came out with another Theranos. product. Yes. <laughs> yeah, Theranos, where you could do that. No, you have to, you have to go. Okay, but it's cheaper <laughs> than traditional uh, plans? Is that what it is? Yeah, you know, the thing is, is... It, 
health insurance is historically a very um, opaque um, system where, you know, you pay your premiums, you have your co-insurance, and you just kind of bury your head in the sand and not, um, and not even consider it. And whatever happens, happens. The non-ACA um, private plans kind of force you to be a better consumer and look at and look at other options. Like for for example, you know, we're talking about labs now, but I'm just going to bring up a more expensive uh, uh, issue. So let's let's just say that you know you're in the doctor's office, you have a head you, you have a headache, and the doctor wants you to order an MRI, right? He says, just you know what, go down go down the hall to our office, and we'll get you done. That MRI is going to cost twenty five hundred dollars, right? Um, but you can go five miles away to any one of, uh, you know, many independent imaging centers and get the same exact MRI for $700. You know, it's, there are so many wild swings in costs in medicine that it's, um, it's, it's, it's ridiculous. My, my client just last week in Wisconsin, uh, his doctor wanted to send him for an ultrasound and in the office it was 1500 six miles down the road, it was hundred. $10. So, you know, it, it, it's, if you have a Blue Cross plan and you're going to pay the same copay, whether you get the MRI there or here, it doesn't matter where you go. But if you have a non-ACA private plan that, you know, that, that has uh, transparent benefits and you know what your benefit is going to be, then you, it, it kind of forces you to be a smarter shopper and to uh, make your money go a little farther. So some of the other resources you have are ones called green imaging. Is that way yeah. you were talking about having cheaper uh, MRIs and CAT scans and things like that? Green imaging is awesome. They're a Houston-based aggregator, uh, and what they do is they just have relationships with independent imaging places all over the country, and um, you know you, you just call them up and you say, "Listen, I need an MRI. I live in this zip code. What are my options?" And they'll book it for you. You pay them. You don't have to give any money when you go to the office, and. Any one of the imaging centers does exactly what um, what would go on in a doctor's office with the added benefit of an entire report written and sent to your doctor. So uh, there is no disadvantage going independent versus having it done in the doctor's office. Another resource you talk about is called colonoscopy assist. How is that different yeah. from having a traditional colonoscopy? Colonoscopies are expensive, uh, and colonoscopy assist is negotiates prices with uh, providers around the nation, much like um, uh, much like green imaging does with imaging centers. So you know, and I would encourage everybody. I'm just going to put this plug out there. If you're over 50, go get a colonoscopy. Yeah, another one you have is what's called New Choice Health. Uh, how does that help people? Um, that it, is it says your healthcare marketplace is what it talks about. Um, so what this is, what these are doing is it, they're just giving you options that, um, are, that are apart from where you would traditionally go. There's, there's a lot of, um, up and coming services like the Free Market Medical Association, who's committed to transparency in the medical field, they're 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 very similar. Uh, and you know what? If you go also to, I, I have other resources up there like um, uh, the um, 
Is there something called the Healthcare Blue Book? Is that the yeah, the health, yeah, thank you. The Healthcare Blue Book. So what that does is it, it enables you and to put your zip code in, and it'll tell you uh, what the range of services are for that particular uh, service. So is this not threatening to traditional doctors? I mean, they like you to go down the hall to get the MRI or get the CAT scan so that the, the money stays within their practice. Is this going to get objections from doctors who say, you can't go out of our walls to do these kind of things? Of course. Yeah, it does. It's uh, anywhere where where the wool is being pulled back or the curtain is being pulled back is a threat to the status quo. And if I if I if I may, um, when I when I started working on Wall Street, uh, it was the advent of electronic trading. We were at the beginning of electronic trading uh, and the uh, floor traders on the New York Stock Exchange fought tooth and nail to keep their Untra- in untransparent trades, uh, very profitable for them, uh, out of sight, right? So nobody really knew where they dealt until two minutes later. Uh, whereas when I, you know, when I came on the field and, and we were starting electronic trading, um, you had complete transparency. Yeah, they hated us, but now the New York Stock Exchange is basically just computers and a nice photo op. Yeah. So so now you're saying in the health insurance field, there's still a lot of non-transparency. I mean, the prices for the same procedure can vary so wildly uh, from place to place, doctor to doctor, hospital to hospital. Why can't it be more standardized? Well, you know, uh, President Trump tried to um, do that in forcing hospitals to publish their their um, fees online Uh, some have some haven't some make make it absolutely miserable for you to find it Uh, they don't they they don't want to tell you that's the bottom line they do not want you to know how the sausage is made because when you know how the sausage is made you become a smarter consumer and you look at other options uh blue cross blue shield and forgive me from naming them it's not just them it's a lot of other it's a lot of other um companies too they would rather you be clueless and just you know pay the premium pay your copay and get get what you need to get done and just you know walk out so there's a lot of waste in the system you're saying tremendous waste tremendous waste the entire healthcare system needs to be overhauled that's a so big big problem that's what the ACA was supposed to do 10 years ago you're saying it really didn't do it it didn't do it like, look where we are now right well what what if you were the healthcare czar how would you improve the system well, the first thing I would do is return the private uh, firms back to the way they were pre-ACA and have and bring down Medicare for whoever can't afford uh, those private plans uh, and, and, you know, government subsidize uh, the way they do today and, and have like, um, you know, advantage plans and supplemental plans like Medicare does today that you can pick and choose what you need, right? So like, for example, if you're a, um, if you're a 40 year old single guy, you don't need pregnancy insurance, right? But you're paying for it anyway. So, you know, imagine if you were able to have a a Medicare like policy where you can pick and choose what services are more important to you. 
that's what I would do. I would I would ma- I would unbundle it and just you know make it kind of a, a choice where where you would select what services are more important to you. And obviously, there there are some things non negotiable like catastrophic and stuff like that. But you know for things like pregnancy, um, which is very expensive, um, you know if if you don't need it, why pay for it? Yeah. So there's a subsidy going on there, right? If you're paying for something you're never going to use, if you're a man getting pregnancy insurance, that's yeah. a subsidy to the people who will use it. So yeah, yeah. A lot yeah. of subsidies in the system you're saying should be taken out, basically. Yeah, I, I think if you if you brought transparency to a system that um, uh, that that desperately needed it, I think things would get a lot better. And there's a lot of forces fighting that, right? Every one of these insurance companies have lobbyists uh, who are preventing change. Uh, it's going to happen because it has to, because it's too expensive not to, but it's just going to happen at a snail's pace like everything does. Uh, and it's going to hurt while that's happening. Uh, I would prefer it to have been done already, but you know, um, it, it's it's it just it, that's changed. You have a whole pol- a, a whole kind of a workbook in your website, pureassurance.com, called Defined Benefit versus Traditional Health Insurance. What are the, the benefits of defined benefit plans you're talking about versus traditional health insurance? Well, the first one is you're not paying for pregnancy insurance. Uh, the second thing is uh, the, the the fact that you don't have to um, meet a deductible before uh, you're paying it, uh, before you're paying for services. Another one is since those those plans are medically underwritten, you're in a pool with healthy people, right? So you're not subsidizing the uh, the bad health of others with your policy. And because of that, your premiums on average are only going up by 1.5% year over year. Uh, compare that to the ACA, where you've seen uh, you've seen costs go up as much as 10, 20, even 40% in some places. So, you know, when you're in a pool with just healthy people, uh, you don't have to worry about those those huge increases because, you know, they're, they're not going to suck the pool of money dry. So that's what you're saying is the healthy people should pretty much be on the private side and the unhealthy people with huge health bills should be government uh, subsidized is what you're saying because that, that would benefit both sides. Yeah, I, on the individual basis, obviously on a group plan, uh, you have uh, you can get away from that because the healthy people balance out the non-healthy people, so no issue there. But for those like micro business owners, like one or two people who also need to do their, who also need to ensure their family, yeah, absolutely. If you're healthy and you can do it, private. If you're not, the public option. Um, you know, what I do now for families who have one, let's say one person in the family who would not pass underwriting, I would put them on an ACA plan and put the rest of the people on a non-ACA private health insurance plan. It saves them a ton of money. And, uh, you know, there's, there's really no more hoops to jump through. So this is something you're saying that would be difficult for the average person who's not an expert in health insurance to figure out on their own. You, you, you would be able to be helpful. They're not paying you commissions as such, and you'd be able to get them a better deal than they could find on their own. 
Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, this, these plans are not um, enrollable online. Um, so you do need a, a, a informed person to help you with that. Uh, and that's why a lot of people don't know about it. Very good. We're going to take another break. This is Jordan Goodman of The Money Answer Show. My guest this hour is Eric Geyer. He's the president and founder at PureSurance.com, which helps people get uh, both health insurance. We're going to talk next about life insurance. You can find out more at his website, PureSurance.com. We'll be back after this. Stocks, bonds, investment opportunities, financial news, and talk. We can help. Call us now toll-free, 866-472-5790. 866-472-5790. Voice America Business Network. Do you or someone you love have a life insurance policy that's no longer needed or not affordable? Did you know that you can sell your policy for cash? Your reason for buying life insurance has probably changed. Thousands of Americans turn to life insurance settlements to help sell their policies. They act as your representative, getting the highest market offer for you. You've got nothing to lose by simply inquiring. If you're over 64 with $100,000 or more of life insurance, you may already qualify. Call 877-485-6681 to get your free non-binding appraisal or visit FundingLife.com. Life Insurance Settlements. Discover the true value of your life insurance. 877-485-6681. Jordan Goodman is an affiliate. He recognizes quality solutions, forming relationships to help improve the lives of his listeners. Tune in to the Voice America Variety Channel on the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Voice America Variety broadcasts a diverse array of topics, reaching a global community. Our experts come from all walks of life, and the topics they discuss are everything from current events, arts and entertainment, leadership, parenting, relationships, self-improvement, career advice, and a variety of other topics. Check us out today. You're sure to find something of interest. Voice America Variety. Talk on today's hot topics. You've been listening to The Money Answer Show with Jordan Goodman. If you have a question for Jordan or his guest, please call us now at 866-472-5790. That's 866-472-5790. Now back to Jordan. Welcome back to The Money Answer Show. This is Jordan Goodman, your host. My guest this hour is Eric Geyer, president and founder of PureSurance, uh, and their website, PureSurance.com, to help people get the best deals in both health and life insurance. Welcome back to the show, Eric. Thank you. There is another alternative we didn't discuss, which is faith-based health share plans. This is health sharing. It's not insurance. But what is the advantage of using those over traditional health insurance or even uh, the plans you've been talking about, the defined benefit plans? So any coverage is better than no coverage. Uh, for, for, the, for your audience who may not know what they are, uh, these are uh, plans that came out in the 1960s as an alternative to uh, unaffordable insurance policies. So um, it, it's, it's based on community, that communities support each other. The problem is it's not insurance, and as such, there's no, um, there's no mandate to pay. Why don't I like that? It's because the whole purpose of insurance is to transfer risk, and if you're not transferring risk, what's the purpose of having it? Now, these, these faith-based plans 
um, funny enough, are not that much different in cost than the non-ACA private plans. They may be a little less expensive, but not material enough that you shouldn't look at other options out there because you could have genuine insurance for either the same or a few dollars more than the faith-based plans. And, you know, I've, I've had clients who've moved off faith-based plans who are actually, um, you know, quite high up in their church. And, they uh, they they got so frustrated with what was covered, what wasn't covered, you know, litmus tests to see, you know, um, whether you're deserving of 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 you know a high a high claim or not. I just don't like it. I I don't like anything that is done on a handshake, even in the name even in the name of religion. Okay, very good. <laughs> All right, let's move to your other area, which is life insurance. So, in general. Uh, and we've had over 600,000 people die because of COVID in the last year. Are, are most people underinsured as far as life insurance? Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. Very underinsured. And what has been the impact of all these deaths from COVID in the last year? A lot of people not expecting to get sick or die. Uh, yeah, um, it certainly has gotten people looking at things in a different way. Uh, I've gotten a lot more calls about it. Uh, and, you know, people are much more open to the conversation. Uh, the, the problem is people see life insurance as a luxury, right? They see health insurance as a necessity, but life insurance is a luxury. Uh, and, you know, there's so many aspects of it that go beyond the death benefit that, you know, uh, people don't realize that could make a, a, a huge impact on their life, on their retirement, uh, and obviously uh, to their beneficiaries when they do pass. So, um, yeah, I'm a, I'm a big fan of the right type of life insurance. So the, the classic uh, comparisons between cash value of some type and term insurance, uh, some people say buy term and invest the difference. Yeah. Some people say you need the discipline of uh, investing in, and building up cash value. Where do you come out on that uh, spectrum? So the the idea of buying term and investing the difference is a, is a great idea in theory, but pe- I, I don't know that people have the discipline to do that. Right. I mean, if, if you're buying a term policy and you have a thousand dollars to to invest, are you going to actually invest that thousand dollars or are you going to, you know, buy a big screen TV and invest 500 of it? I mean, if you're a very disciplined person, yeah, it's it's not a bad strategy, but. You know, there it, it just it, people aren't that disciplined uh, in order to do that. And as you know, term has no cash value. So you know, only two percent of any of all term policies ever pay out. So you know, you're you're really paying for not a lot there. Yeah. So on the cash value side, there are traditional whole life policies. There's variable. There's universal. There's index universal. What would be the pros and cons of the different kinds of cash value policies? Can I just say one more thing about term? Sure. Um, I, I don't totally hate term. Uh, if, you're a young, if you're young, you're just starting your career, you're married, you have a child, yeah, term is a good idea. But 
for the um, uh, the biggest advantage of term, in my opinion, is the fact that you can grandfather your health profile. So if you get a, let's say you get a 30-year term policy when you're 25 years old, it's very inexpensive. And by the time you're 55, your health is not going to be as good as it was at 25. So if that is a convertible term policy, uh, you can grandfather your health profile from 25 years old into a permanent policy to make it much less expensive. So if you're going to buy a term policy, make sure it's a convertible policy. And that typically runs out. It typically doesn't go 30 years. I think it's typically like 10 or 20 years conversion privilege, right? You can do 30 um, if you're young enough. You know, uh, me in my 50s, no, right? But if you're in your 20s, even 30s, then... uh, yeah, you can buy a 30-year policy. They're not that expensive. Yeah. Okay, so Ben, back to cash value policies, the pros and cons of, I guess those would be the four major ones, traditional whole life, variable life, universal life, and index universal. Yeah, so why why I love index universal is uh, I, I think it's it's the best of all worlds. Uh, you're... you're Putting in after-tax dollars, uh, so you're you don't have future um, income tax ex- um, uh, rising exposure, right? So you're you're basically paying the taxes now, letting your money grow tax-free, and you're stopping yourself from realizing the negative drops in the market. So I uh, variable is a little too um, risky for me. I, I, I'm a firm believer of when you're, when you're investing in something like a life insurance policy, uh, that risk should be taken off the table um, as much as it can be done. And you can, you can, have not such a good result in a variable plan uh, if if you don't know what you're doing. And how about universal directly? Just just a regular universal plan. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. I mean, it's it, it it's it offers a lot of different investment possibilities. You can you know um, invest in a mutual fund if you want. I don't like mutual funds, but um, you can you have a lot more uh, options to invest in uh, on the universal side. Than, than a regular whole life policy. And then traditional whole life policy, which might pay 4 or 5%, but it's much more stable. You don't have to make any investment choices. Uh, what are the pros and cons of that? Well, you don't really need to make any investment choices on an IUL either, right? Because when, when you put your, let's say you have a $1,000 premium, right? You, you, you pay your $1,000 premium, the insurance company is going to take 95% of that, put it in the general fund, invest in super safe investment grade bonds, and they're going to know that with that investment, they're going to get you back to that 1000 by that month end. They're going to take the other 5% and they're going to, they're going to invest in options. And that's where they capture the, more, um, uh, the higher rates of return. But you as a, as a policyholder, choose which index do you want bonds or stocks or S&P 500 or international, you'd you'd have different choices. Yeah, I typically um, work with the S&P 500. Uh, It's it's something that everybody knows. They feel comfortable enough with it. And yeah, you know, as I said before, it tracks the index, but it doesn't, you're not, you're not subject to the same downside losses 
if you were invested directly in that index. So your rates of return look pretty good. Um, you know, you can, if you look at the S&P over the past 20 years, you're looking at a 5.8% rate of return approximately before management fees, before taxes, uh, so on and so forth, inflation. Um, and that's because you've suffered downside losses along with those big gains, right? You have you have the 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 2008 housing crisis. Um, you, you know that 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 was a huge hit, and we're still coming back from that, and, and we're and we're doing great. But you know, down the around the corner could just be another sustained um, downside turn. And you know, if if you are invested in the S and P and you are approaching retirement, and the markets drop 10 percent. You know, that's a scary scenario for you. But if you don't have to absorb those downside losses, then, you know, you're, it, it's a lot less stress. Retirement should be um, as least stress as possible. And, you know, these policies that, uh, that are offered by insurance companies are incredibly safe and uh, they're, they're structured in a way so as to um, really uh, get you get you what's important, whether that's that to be to fill in retirement income, whether you want to use the cash value to purchase a business as collateral to buy a home, pay for your daughter's wedding, whatever you want. There's so many things that you can do with that while still earning money on your, uh, on your original investment. The criticisms of IULs, first of all, you cap the upside. We've had fantastic stock markets the last few years, and mm-hmm. you're capped at 9 or 10 or 11% or you know, lower amounts than you would have actually gotten um, uncapped, and that mm-hmm. the fees and commissions are much higher in IULs than traditional policies. Is that true? Yeah. So the IUL, what you're doing is you're paying all of your fees up front. And this is how I liken it. Uh, let's just assume that you were a real estate developer and you bought a five-story building and now you want to rent it out, right? So you have to pay the mortgage on the fir- on the whole building, but you're only allowed to collect rent in the first year for the first floor. The second year, the, the first and, and second floors. By the third year, you're, you're basically even again and you start making a little money. By years four and five, your cash value starts building because now you can collect rent from the whole building. So yeah, it is more expensive in the beginning, but if you go out 30 years, it's not nearly as expensive as your 401k and your other tax deferred stuff, even your tax free stuff. You're going to run out of money. Um, and and I, have, I have a matrix that, that shows this, and I'm happy to show it to you and anybody else who's on the phone. Um, if, if you go out 30 years, your IUL investment is going to be much less expensive than the, alter, and than the alternatives. Very good. We're going to take another break. Uh, this is Jordan Goodman of The Money Answer Show. My guest this hour is Eric Geyer. He is the founder and president at Pure Assurance. Uh, their website, puresurance.com, a way to find out more about health insurance and life insurance. We'll be back after this. From the boardroom to you, Voice America Business Network. Are you a homeowner tired of making monthly mortgage payments with little progress towards paying down your principal? Does paying off your home in five to seven years without making larger or more frequent payments sound appealing? 
Paying off your home in full in five to seven years is really possible thanks to Truth and Equity's Mortgage Equity Optimization System, a money management approach that puts your money to work for you 24-7. If you own a home with some equity, have a decent credit score and verifiable income, you owe it to yourself to learn more about Truth and Equity's program. There's no need to replace your mortgage or refinance in many cases. The system works for new home purchases as well as current mortgages. Your home is your largest investment. Own it outright in five to seven years. Call Truth and Equity, 888-262-5540 or visit truthandequity.com, 888-262-5540. Jordan Goodman is an affiliate. He recognizes quality solutions, forming relationships to help improve the lives of his listeners. You've been listening to The Money Answer Show with Jordan Goodman. If you have a question for Jordan or his guest, please call us now at 866-472-5790. That's 866-472-5790. Now back to Jordan. Welcome back to The Money Answer Show. This is Jordan Goodman, your host. My guest this hour is Eric Geyer, president and founder at Pure Assurance. His website is puresurance.com. Welcome back to the show, Eric. Thank you, Jordan. We were talking about life insurance, so... Let's talk about some of the benefits of it in general. Uh, Tax-free income, uh, tell us why you'd want to do life insurance compared to a traditional 401k or IRA, even a Roth IRA. So a 401k, you're you're basically kicking the can down the road on 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 taxation. Right, you're saying I'm putting I'm putting my money in now pre-tax, but I'm going to pay that tax at some point in the future at some unknown rate. So we're right now at historically low tax rates, 37 percent. Um, where we have a government deficit of over 30 trillion dollars and growing. At some point, that money is going to have to be paid back, and I can almost guarantee you that the qualified retirement accounts are going to be a place where the government is going to get that money. So the what I always tell people when they come to me about 401ks is only contribute up to your company uh, max. So match your company's contribution and then take the rest of that, pay tax now, so you're taking out that income tax risk and start investing in other um, in other vehicles like the Roth that you mentioned. Uh, Roth is awesome. I love Roth uh, and and even life insurance. Um, uh, much better off for you, and you don't have to stress out about tax rates in the future. You also talk about the tax-free death benefit of insurance. How is that better than having money in a four hundred one k? Well. 401ks, um, you're, you're not, they, there's no, there's no death benefit to a 401k. Um, you're, you're passing on your money in a life insurance policy, uh, not, doesn't go through probate. It's just goes straight to your beneficiaries tax free. It's the first money they see. Uh, you also talk about accelerated living benefits. What are some of the accelerated living benefits of life insurance? Yeah, it's it's perhaps the the greatest benefit of of life insurance that most people don't even consider. They see it as a death benefit product, and that's the reason why they buy it. But uh, I think the the life benefits are um, are equally as important, if not more important. Uh, you can um, 
you have so much flexibility in what you can use that money for, pretty much anything. And, you know, uh, one of the biggest things that people don't even think about is long-term care right? One out of two people are going to need long-term care. Uh, We're living longer than ever. Um, uh, uh, Women have an average lifespan of 88 years old, men 85. If you're a married couple, um, you have a 5% chance of living to 100. At some point, you're going to need long-term care. If you buy a long-term care policy and you don't use it, you're basically throwing money away. If you build up the cash value in your life policy and you take dish tax-free distributions for that, um, it's there if you need it and you're not wasting it if you don't. Um, long-term care aside, uh, you know, fun things, right? You want to you want to go on a trip around the world. Um, just take out, uh, borrow against your life insurance policy. You want to pay for your daughter's wedding. Borrow against your life insurance policy. Uh, it's a um, and you're still earning interest on your money, right? Because if you're, let's say you're on an IUL policy, you're earning seven percent, and you're taking uh, the loan out from your insurance company at five percent. You're actually making that arbitrage of of two points. You're you're you've effectively become the bank. Right. So yeah. you're 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 um, you're borrowing at five and you're getting paid at seven. So, you know, for me, it's it's an absolute no brainer. And then college funding, you can also use insurance for college funding. How does that work? Yeah, you just what you just borrow against the um, the IUL policy uh, and pay for your children's education. You don't have to worry about is, you know, my my child wants to go to Stanford. I can't afford you know, $300,000 for four years, um, borrow against your life insurance policy. It's, um, it's, it, I think it's, it's the great resource and you're still earning money. You're still earning interest on your money. Why wouldn't you do that? Like, why would you, um, take out a loan from the bank? Why would you spend your money in your, in your, in your bank account? Earn, borrow the money at a lower rate, and earn you and earn that that seven percent, and make that two percent arbitrage. It, it's it's a smart way of doing it. You, it's called um, it's called privatized banking, and uh, it, it literally enables you to have your own bank. Yeah, there is this whole movement. I guess they call it bank on yourself, where you yep. so you think that makes because there's only a limited number of insurance companies that that will work with. Is that correct? Um, the, the good ones, the, the top tier insurance companies are all offering these types of plans. So if you have a knowledgeable enough agent, um, there should be no problem in, you know, in getting these plans. Uh, Allianz is a great provider of these plans. LSW, you know, Life Insurance Company of the Southwest. There's a, there's, there's a few names out there that stand out that are, that are pretty exceptional. Talk a little bit about life insurance as an employee benefit to attract people. I mean, there's a lot of places that are having trouble attracting employees these days. Yeah. How life insurance be a good employee benefit? Well, Harbaugh, Jim Harbaugh, got an IUL 
policy as part of his uh, as part of his compensation package in Michigan, and it and it uh, made him become the highest paid college football uh, coach in history. So it could have quite a big impact. Obviously, um, we're not all Jim Harbaugh, but um, yeah, a, a lot of firms to attract key employees do offer those those policies. If if you look at the the balance sheets of a lot of uh, corporate firms. Billions and billions of dollars they have in uh, in in cash value life policies, and and uh, also key man life insurance is important yeah. too. Yeah, key man life insurance. That's that's exactly right. They uh, they're funding uh, key man policies with with cash value life insurance, and uh, it's it's a great benefit. It's it's one of the. Um, most important uh, benefits, I think, that uh, that a corporation can offer. But when somebody retires, they get to take the insurance policy that it's been paid for by the company, but it's it's in the name of the individual. Is that correct? Yeah. So it's yep. it's a retirement planning vehicle as well, to some extent. It is, yeah. It's a retirement planning vehicle, and uh, it's a very attractive retirement planning vehicle. Uh, it's it's it at at its. At its best, it's bridging the gap between, um, you know, your social security, uh, your your maybe you maybe you have an annuity as well. Uh, the the universal life um, policy is a great bridge uh, to fill in the gaps for any uh, any holes in your plan. Yeah, uh, you talked about tax rates going up. Is it possible that they would take away the tax free? Uh, distributions or uh, accruals inside a life insurance policy? Not a chance. And what is the, the benefit to society of having it? Because it's something that rich people use to, to get richer and avoid taxes. Yeah, but it's something that anybody can can buy into and have the same exposure, right? If if you're making if you're a household making more than eighty four thousand dollars a year, you're collectively paying eighty nine percent of all of the taxes uh, that the uh, the income taxes that the government collects. the The whole idea with life insurance uh, as a retirement vehicle is to mitigate or completely eliminate your tax situation at retirement and it does that and you could start you could start one of these policies with with five hundred dollars a month it's you know you don't have to throw twenty thousand dollars a year into it you can start it with five hundred dollars a month and and you know it's going to grow into a nice egg when you need it how about the uh, eliminating of the stepped up basis when people die all the gains that have been gained during that year, during their lifetime, disappear. Do you think that's something, because President Biden has talked about getting rid of that. Is that likely? Uh, yes. And what would be the impact on retirement planning for that? Uh, it's, it's, it's a huge impact. I, you know, uh, it's, you're going to saddle your beneficiaries with a ton of tax bills uh, because of that. It's, it's devastating. It depends, you know, it depends how big the fight is on the conservative side. The Republicans obviously wouldn't make that happen. Um, the, the progressive Democrats would, but I don't know if the centrist Democrats would. Um, I think it's going to happen at some point because it has to, but um, it, I, I think you're going to see less money put into qualified plans and more money put into um, uh, after-tax uh, deferred vehicles uh, if that happens. 
Yeah, very good. Well, we've covered a lot of ground. My guest this hour has been uh, Eric Geyer. He's the president and founder of Pure Assurance. Uh, you can find out more about health insurance and life insurance, the things we talked about during this last uh, hour, at his website, pureassurance.com. Thanks so much. I think we learned a lot, Eric. Thank you. Thanks for having me on. It was a pleasure. Thanks again. We'll be back next week with another edition of The Money Answer Show. Goodbye for now. Thank you for joining Jordan Goodman and The Money Answer Show. If you have a question for Jordan, please visit his website at www.moneyanswers.com. And be sure to tune in every Monday at 12 p.m. Pacific Standard Time right here on Voice America Business. See you next week.